Hello, friends. Welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my friends and fellow trans-dimensional beings, Beaches, Lumberdor, and Doug. This week, we've decided to come together to discuss the legendary animator, storyteller, and director Hayao Miyazaki. His animation company, Studio Ghibli, is responsible for some of the most revolutionary and visually stunning animation in recent memory. If you want to support our efforts, consider visiting our website at ourbenightcake.com. All right, Miyazaki. How do we progress as a society to we Azaki? <laughs> isn't isn't the world a little too much Miyazaki and it needs to be more us Azaki? I think so. Correct Azaki. Boo. <laughs> Boo indeed. <laughs> Boo Azaki. Copyright <laughs> <laughs> infringement, Azaki. It's a great. He's not litigious, start. is he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. On one hand, I want to say like he seems just to be a creator and a lover of art, but on the other hand, he's a badass. So I yep. don't know. <laughs> I can't yes. think of a better way. Yes. Yes, under his Wikipedia profile, it says Miyazaki, badass and beast. Yep, 100%. <laughs> oh, so we have some documentation on that now, do we? <laughs> so what, what, uh, what did you guys watch? What did you watch? I watched uh, The Castle of Cagliostro for only okay. the second time. Um, probably only the first time I've seen it straight through without falling asleep. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I watched Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, one of my favorites. I, and I thought it was great. Castle in the Sky. Okay. Nice. I, I, I did Spirited Away and I started Nausicaa, but I did not finish it today. I ran out of time. I was really, really enjoying it though. I watched uh, Ponyo and then I watched the um, part of the documentary of uh, 10 Years with uh Hayao Miyazaki which is where they're exploring the creation of Ponyo man I've watched Ponyo before it's been like a decade but it was so good it's so fun yeah I love it it's just a a good fun kids movie the art with the with the water and the running on the water and the Mm -hmm. uh, bananas and and I saw Porco Rosso Arietti the tale of Princess Kaguya and Howl's Moving Castle Kaguya is the next one on my list, man. Yeah, most of those I had seen before. The Kaguya was the one that I, was the new one for me. Now, Spirited Away, we watched in high school, right? Did we not? Yeah. In the theater? We watched in the theater, yes. I know that was the first one I saw in the theater was was Spirited Away, because I came out and was just like blown away. You know, that might be the first movie by him I ever saw. Did you not see the uh, Mononoke with us i didn't watch mononoke until college oh oh okay i don't think so i think spirited away was my first or well i did see mononoke on um they used to run it on tv on the sci-fi channel on like saturday mm-hmm. mornings oh back when they had anime <laughs> yeah. they had an anime block but i think yeah. i did see spirited away first 
and I loved rewatching it and watching it with my kids was a really cool. They instantly loved it. They were just like so into it, you know, and it's two hours long. My kids love spirit. Asking them like, lately, I've been frustrated with them. Like when we've tried to watch some movies lately, they like are flaking out on me on it. They're like getting up and wandering off mm-hmm. or wanting to do something else while the movie's going. But this, they were, and it was late Sit at night. Sit down, were, this is culture. <laughs> yeah. But th- <laughs> this, this, they were 100% into the whole time, even though we watched it late at night, it's two hours long. It's just such an intox, it's like an intoxicating kind of movie. So let's discuss Spirited Away. Um, let's do it. Yeah, it was, uh, if not our first, one of our earliest for all of us. Yeah, I'd say so. I know that was my first introduction. Definitely my Maybe for me, it was the first time I was going into a movie going, this is a Miyazaki film. Yeah. Yes, Um, because I I did recognize the name from Princess Mononoke. And I I think that that was the first movie of his that I'd ever seen. For me, going into the theater and seeing it and coming out, I was I was just like, why is there not more stuff like this in the yeah. theater? Why oh, are we yes. not getting more of this kind of content? Because I was just so amazed. What a by, fantastic by what world. it was. Yeah, because it's just his movies in any way are just so different from typical like U.S. animation. Even compared to other animators in Japan, not only is there a distinct style, but also how things are rendered. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, like uh, you're talking about Ponyo before with the waves and all of the emotion that the waves have and how, how they're drawn mm-hmm. and how all the lines in this very specific mood. Yeah. The mood. That's a good, that's it. He, everything he does, it evokes like a mood or like a feel the whole time. So what was the mood here? I think um, at first fear, hesitation. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I know one thing he said, like in that documentary is that he's, um, I mean, one, he's always trying to uh, outdo himself from the previous movie to where if he mm-hmm. does, if he doesn't feel like he did it, it's not worth making and not worth for him to keep making movies. He's very self-critical, um, but he's all about breaking convention. And he said uh, one thing that stood out to me is he said kids get that. It wasn't anything about, you know, adults or marketing or moviegoers is just kids get that kids understand about breaking that convention. It's geared toward kids. Yeah, in Spirited Away, it was funny to watch it with my kids as opposed to watching it as like a high schooler. I don't know. It gave me a totally different kind of perspective on it. I enjoyed it so much more. I enjoyed it when we saw it, of course, but I enjoyed it even more this time, like having that perspective because it felt like a movie made for kids. Mm-hmm. It's It's got that kind of, it's just the fantastical Somewhere in it. between to me. Like it's not as child specific as like Totoro yeah. Or Ponyo. Oh, sure. I agree. Sure, but it's obviously, fair. it's not as, uh, what would you say, high fantasy as Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is sort of a hybrid kind of thing. It's very much like The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Where you, know, you have the, perfect. The, the character getting transported to a different world and then coming into contact with all of these other characters that help progress the story and achieve the goal of the main character to get back. One of the things that, that I love most about the movie, aside from all the really fantastic animation and characters, is the pacing of it and how yeah. you have you have great 
action sequences and parts where it's really tense and and really intense and then um like on the on the train ride out it, they're just riding on a train yeah <laughs> and, and and it allows everyone to take a breath and and before that you have one of the most intense sequences where she gives um no face the the ball the medicine uh-huh. from the river spirit and he just mm-hmm. starts like just erupting vomiting all the stuff he's and it's and he's chasing after and like that's so intense and then you're right it's like she's like it's a my scary friend. scene you can be my yes, friend and ride on there, the train there with are me. there are some terrifying scenes that's that's <laughs> yeah. why i like the wizard of oz reference because there are mm-hmm. parts of wizard of oz that are scary really and his stuff uh, too reminds me of stuff that we all grew up with um like late early late 80s early 90s where there was a lot of kids movies that weren't afraid to scare you they and don't be, hold your hand yeah, yeah they don't hold your hand I, I forget the the river spirit's name, but it's him and the talismans and 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 there's there's blood there. There's it's oh, it's yeah. intense. Yeah, and when Aku gets gets hurt, Aku, that's the name. There's a lot of blood when she and she's like trying to shove the medicine in his mouth, and he's like bleeding out of his mouth and stuff. And but it's interesting though, you know, like none of my kids flinched at that. So yeah. <laughs> it's like they were so into the story. <laughs> They were with it, you know. There's stuff like that in a lot of his movies. He though. pushes the envelope, but he does it the right amount somehow. I don't Most know. horrifying scene in the entire movie is um, the giant baby in the uh, <sighs> pile of pillows when, when he's holding when he's holding her arm, and he's like, "I'll break yes. your arm if you don't play yes. with me." Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Nightmare fuel. A tiny baby that can snap your arm like a twig. <laughs> they wouldn't be sorry about it either babies have no remorse <laughs> not at all but they were still talking we watched it last night and they were still talking about it today what was their favorite part of the movie your, your <laughs> so kids. my daughter liked it when um the baby was turned into the little hamster thing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the bird was flying it around i love that scene of them on the train that's ah the train's great my my oldest <laughs> You know, my middle son just kind of like takes it in. Hey, cool. That was fun. But my oldest is like the art nerd and like the horror nerd already at 10. He loved No Face. Yeah. Positively. I showed him a trailer with, and you know, he saw No Face stuff. He's like, I have to watch this. So uh, no no Face seems no to face. be a, a Miyazaki favorite. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially Definitely the character is just favorite. so kind of calm when you're introduced to him. And then I, I like, he, like the three ex- heads explodes throughout the movie. He's just crazy. Oh, he seems so harmless. And then he yeah. just goes ballistic in the back. The three heads that just bounce around the. Oh yeah. The I love this. <laughs> well, there's a moment where one of them like opens a door. He just yes. grabs it with his mouth and gravity <laughs> takes him down. Opens it. I love that. It's like these three uh, Zangief heads that bounce around like tennis balls. It just, you know, they also, they really like the boiler room, man. And the arms oh, that would yeah. stretch everywhere. They really yeah. liked, they Come were on, really interested in him. Yeah. That character is so Oh, it's cool. uh, Miyazaki's huge mustaches. <laughs> yeah, they were like, he looks like Dr. Robotnik. That's what they said. <laughs> and then they saw he's got Gotta six love stretchy those juicy arms. Juicy mustaches. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it's those, just those, an those enchanting movie. Cole, uh, goblins or coal guys yeah oh yeah and one of them gets crushed and she picks it up for him and then yeah. all the others are like oh we're crushed too we're crushed that, too that, i love like, that scene they all it. just <laughs> they all drop the rocks simultaneously and just 
push themselves. <laughs> I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. Yeah. A hundred percent. I always like those uh, giant ducks too. Uh, that are in the bathhouse and the big radish spirits and uh-huh. just all, all the things. It, oh, the radish a, spirit! The radish great... got a good reaction from us too. Uh, like the elevator ride, like you say, the moments mm-hmm. of like it's so frenetic, and then they're like they're just going up an elevator together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just kind of nods at her. Go ahead, this is your stop. You know, <laughs> uh, a slice of regular life in this fantastical world. Yeah, that's it. That's totally it. I've seen this one enough that I, I I'm really interested in. How the bathwater works. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you, you want to know the mechanics of the bathhouse yeah. to get the water <laughs> and scented correctly, and all that. that's one thing he kept mentioning in the uh, documentary was about he's just amazed by the world, uh, the world around him, the real world, and kept uh, mentioning about finding the extraordinary in the ordinary, basically, because um, there was mm-hmm. a scene like. He was supposed to be working and he went like a month basically with getting nothing done. And at one point he he got a little camera and attached it to the passenger seat of his car and just because he wanted to see what he was seeing when he was driving. For him, it's really hmm. that creative process and he has to be inspired by the world around him. Also, something with that about the process that I'm assuming has happened on all of his movies is that he doesn't have a script starting out at all. He has image boards, basically, he creates. He then um, takes those, and they start to form the story from that. He does all the storyboards by hand, and they form the script as they go for the movies. Wow. And so, I mean, that's constantly a lot of rework for, I assume, the team. Uh, that sounds chaotic. Yeah, and explains why he's grumpy Especially all the time. Especially for an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hand animated movie. We just spent three months on this thing right here. Yes. I would say most of that process is reversed for all that. You know, they start with the script, they do the voice recordings and everything. And with this, they don't, with his process anyway, they don't do that. So it allows a lot more creative freedom, but it's got to be like a chaotic working environment too. Just, but it's it's his one man show, you know, You, you do what he wants. And he's very heavy on the imagery. And then comes the story, builds off of that. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why Earwig and The Witch was not received so well. Who directed that one? Which movie was that again? Sorry. Earwig and and The Witch. Pause to consult. Yes, pause to consult. (laughs) The source of all knowledge. Okay, Earwig and The Witch was uh, Goro Miyazaki. Ah, That's his son. Okay, yeah. Ah, his son. Okay. Is this the first thing he's directed since uh, the Earthsea? He's done Tales from Earthsea. He's also done from Up on Poppy Hill. Okay. Yeah. And then Earwig and the Witch. I remember really disliking Tales from Earthsea. That one was interesting because they discussed it a lot in the documentary because Miyazaki kept basically telling his son he didn't think he was ready to direct. And Well, and also it's not a Miyazaki story. It's yeah. it's based on a series of books from you know written by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe that says something because I'm not a huge fan of Howl's Moving Castle either, and that's uh, that was adapted. From I really book. enjoy Howl's Moving Castle, but I enjoy it for different reasons. <laughs> that's why I went for Nausicaa next because it's an adaptation. I was like, I want to do one he wrote and one that's an adaptation. Well, it's an adaptation of his own manga. 
Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was going to say, this is maybe one where you could say he did kind of have a script. Yeah, of his had own more before. of a script. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. Hmm. You know, it's funny. That's been sitting on my like Amazon wish list forever. That Nausicaa, like the complete set. Yeah. Really? I, mm-hmm. I want to read I need that to get too. it. Nausicaa. Nausicaa? Nausicaa. So, yes. Yes. Um, Nausicaa is a 1984 film that I think predates the establishment of Stubi- Stu- Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. I just was like, wait a minute, that's Patrick Stewart. That was yes. enough for me. And, and, and Edward James Olmos. Um, and what a Patrick Stewart he was. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Based on uh, Miyazaki's 1982 manga, uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Have we all seen this? Yes. Yes. Been a I didn't, long time. I didn't make it to the ending. Okay. You've, you've seen away. part of it. Yeah. Yes. So, spoilers. It's almost, it's almost what, 30 years old? You can spoil away. I, I can understand. Uh, <laughs> 40 years old. It's not out. getting as into this one. <laughs> it's, it's a slower, quieter tale. Less, uh, would you say, action? I was gonna say it seems more geared toward older people that are like mm. have to think about a plot. <laughs> more cerebral. If that makes yeah. sense, it's cerebral. Yeah. <laughs> the wind takes the toxins away, but the toxins purify the water and the bugs. A series the full of movies that- where we're like, nature is good. This is the, this is the worst of them. <laughs> <laughs> You do have the toxic jungle, and you There's know, no one riding a giant wolf. Okay, so let's burn the jungle. No, no, too much fire, bad. And we need to learn to uh, what uh, communicate with the nature. Yeah. We need to coexist, man. I like it. I like it because you've got this pacifist princess, but even she, um, she kills some people, and it's at that point early on in the movie she that does. she. Uh, realizes what she hates really about killing it's not just that killing bad you know she's a stone cold killer she takes out a couple of she does (laughs) she's got like a walking stick or something and just kills five armed guards holy crap and after the guy's like man i'm gonna have to replace these guys (laughs) (laughs) was that you're writing that letter to their families Uh, Mark Hamill's in there and Uma Thurman. The bride. The bride, yes. Yeah. Beatrix Kiddo. She's in there. She was the uh, you know, the female general. Oh, gotcha. Did okay. you make it to that line where they've captured her and she has to uh oh I don't remember. Some something about the horrors of war or something. And she pulls off her her metal, her armored glove, and there's no hand. <laughs> And this is the best line in the movie. Uh, they're all like, they're, they're stunned by this this handless arm. And she goes, and the the lucky man who marries me will get to see far worse than that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, what does uh, she mean, dad? Nothing. She means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Spirited Away. <laughs> I just like the design of like the ships and the costumes. And, oh uh, yeah, and you got Pikachu in there. 
total total <laughs> uh yeah pokemon sidekick <laughs> uh, so that's the stuff that i like you know about that movie i was just more i was so interested in just seeing the world i like that he had it's the valley of the wind and she's got this glider and, and she's so good at yeah. it and experienced no one else seems to do this. <laughs> no one else has until the up end on that. credits <laughs> when you see her like she's started up a training school <laughs> for gliders. Maybe I, should, maybe I should teach other people how to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are the Valley of the Wind. I don't... <laughs> you you had mentioned that uh, beaches that you watched the Castle of Cagliostro. I did. It's not a Ghibli movie. Ghibli. Is it Ghibli? Is it Ghibli? Ghibli. Yeah, G H I B L I, Ghibli. Ghibli. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure they pronounce it different in Japan. <laughs> Next, you'll be telling me. Next, you'll be telling me it's Jiffy. Or... Is it GIF or Jif? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it is GIF. You keep that peanut butter out of here. <laughs> That's where the hate mail is really going to pour in. As if we uh-huh. talk about that. <laughs> yes, um, hey bro. So, yeah, not not a not a Ghibli movie. But uh, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, you guys have seen this one? Yes, no? It's one of my favorites. <laughs> really? I, oh, yeah. I, I have I to really say, I was a little this. bored the first time I watched it, but I watched it straight through this time. And I know I must have slept on some of it previously because there was stuff in here that uh, the, the, the black KKK, I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Are there are there spiky gloves that they got? Don't let them touch you. I, I, I love the Netflix art. They make this uh, this uh, what what is it? The Count seem like a really mm-hmm. friendly guy. Yes, <laughs> and he is not. He is the baddest of bad. No, he is. He's straight up ruthless. I was and... shocked at the number of people crushed in between clock parts in a Miyazaki production. It does suffer from pacing in something like Spirited Away, where you have some nice downtime. This in the in the Castle of Cagliostro, it'll it'll drag on for and hang on certain scenes for a bit too long. It definitely has one of those, I think, damning moments where you get to a point and you think, "Oh, we're almost there. We we've almost made it through the ride, right?" Mm-hmm. And no, no, you still got like forty minutes of movie left. <laughs> Yeah, some really fun stuff in there. Yeah, some yeah, really fun stuff. Like uh, when they when they start off with all the money in their car, in their <laughs> tiny car. Yes, trying to get away. <laughs> it's so funny to me that this uh, this thief would be concerned that this was not just counterfeit money, but very good counterfeit money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just throw it away. <laughs> Uh, I think, Peaches, we talked about this a little bit about the different funny moments in the Castle of Cagliostro, like, like when oh, he's trying yes, to, I, to swim up the waterfall. Swimming just, up the waterfall. <laughs> very um, loony. The, uh, you, you, you had mentioned the, uh, the, where he's trying to swing from one tower to the other. And, yeah, trying uh, to get, and he has his little rocket that he's going to It messes his... up, so he ends up running down the building and leaping, and there just happens to be another tower in between that he can make a jump from. That's the scene I remember laughing at that scene. And then just uh, yeah. bam! It's <laughs> he's just holding with his with all his might onto the edge of the tower as he slides down. <laughs> I love that he's got he's got a mechanism on his belt to uh, to lower him from the uh, the cord he keeps wherever. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very Batman like. Mm-hmm. The, the ninjas in that movie, too, they looked, they were posed exactly like the foot soldiers from the 1987 Ninja Turtle. <laughs> they were, yes. All hunched over. <laughs> It's very, <laughs> very creepy, <laughs> but a fun movie. And it's, it's neat to have an example of what, what he would do. That's sort of like his, uh, his big studio movie, right? Mm-hmm. Before he ended up creating his own studio and mm. making other people's lives living hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'd totally work for him if I could though. <laughs> You know, I think I would too. If just to say, yes, I I contributed in some part to this. <laughs> I contributed. I survived. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing you saw in the documentary stuff is that he just, it may come across as grumpy, but he just, he cares so much about what he's making. He's very passionate. He, he's very passionate. He doesn't want to do the same thing over and over again. He wants to do something that hasn't been done and, know he's really intent on getting certain messages across and this is if he doesn't have his heart in the movie there's no point in making it which i don't think you can say for a lot of directors out there no matter the medium they're all about okay we'll agree to this it doesn't matter much we'll cut it (laughs) so if an animator under him hasn't wept then he really didn't care about (laughs) <laughs> care about yeah, the probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have there been any other movies of of his that you've seen? Or we can talk about Mononoke. It? Come on. Oh, Mononoke, I've seen as well. We've all seen it half a dozen mm-hmm. times, right? Okay. <laughs> so in Princess Mononoke, Which Scully is, is a brutal. Scully is a talking one. <laughs> Before she played the witch in Room on a Broom, <laughs> she was the talking wolf in Princess Mononoke. And I apologize that I don't know any of the Japanese voice actors. I've probably never seen any of these in their original Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know, I just realized that I haven't either. And you have the, the option on these streaming services to usually, yeah, mm-hmm. to play. I just I like to watch the I've movie. seen Japanese and English, actually. I think that's the only one. Oh, fancy. Tell us about no, that. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, I can't remember the dang thing. I just, I, you know, because you one were of those too busy reading that, the movie. You're with one of those guys that insists on doing <laughs> subbed, you know, so I happen yeah. to see it that way. <laughs> My problem with dubbing, is, not dubbing, sub, subtitles is I have to, I have to read everything. I don't want to miss a line. And if I do somehow get lost in the visuals, I'm angry with myself. I'm like a Mm -hmm. perfectionist watching the movie and I feel like I've missed something important. Yeah, I almost have to watch things twice, once for the visuals and then the second time to to read it. Maybe a third time if I fall asleep from reading the uh, subtitles. I've watched one anime to the point where um, I've heard people say that the English dub was not that great. And I've seen the movie enough. It's the uh, the Ghost in the Shell um, yeah, that I uh-huh. did watch it with the original Japanese audio, and I was like, you know, this this does sound better. This does sound a little more professional. <laughs> there are there's some instances like that where it's like, who made this? <laughs> 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 it was in charge of the translation. Yeah. Who was in Actually, charge? I don't. 
that doesn't really happen in the Miyazaki, the Ghibli movies. I, I'm always, I feel pretty happy with the English voices. I do too. Yeah, I don't, and I don't and and the, vo- and the actors that they get for these, like, like in House Moving Castle, away with was cast Christian very Bale. Well. Oh yeah, um, I'd say yes, the same indeed. for Ponyo. Yeah, Ponyo's really solid. It, like, I don't it think I could it. imagine listening to Spirited Away in Japanese now, which is yeah. terrible, but I'm so used to the voices. That's the same for me with uh, Porco Rosso because uh, Michael Keaton. I just oh love my him. Gosh. As, Michael as, uh, Keaton. Porco if Rosso. I can reiterate something we've already <clears throat> talked about, you could do a live action Porco Rosso and have Michael Keaton play that voice. <laughs> I, need, I need to watch this I, now. I need to see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably one of the few that I'd like to see live action. Just to <laughs> well, you guys mentioned that one earlier, and I was like, "Why did they call it Porco Rosso?" And I went and looked it up, and there's like a pig. Oh, you haven't seen it? <gasps> like, you oh, have man. to watch Porco Rosso. I, I love those it. pirates okay. in that one. The, it's the, so the good. Pilots. It's oh my gosh, the one that looks like Bluto, who's just so crazy. The entire <laughs> third act is like a fighter pilot contest and it yes, ends okay. in just a of a, a fist a fisty cuffs in the water yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... there's like this this fight going on with uh they're having trying to have this fight and there's all these like school children involved or something in the middle of the fight too it's and the best part is I'm, is I'm that on board. when they kind of explain what happened to him they don't really yeah <laughs> you never really get an explanation for why this guy's <laughs> <laughs> also the the pig on the beach just makes me laugh because he'd just be baking out there if he sat out there long enough so wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But, sorry that's that's where my brain goes baking on the beach but i i would definitely recommend porco rosso to anybody who has not has not seen it yet i had not even heard of it so i'll have to check that out oh it's it's good also also not one for your kids no, 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 not really. It stars a pig, but don't don't let that fool you. <laughs> don't be fooled. <laughs> don't let them lure you in with the pig action. I thought kids like pigs. Wasn't pig a pig? My, my niece's favorite animal was a pig. Babe, babe in the city. That was a thing. Pig right? in the city. Yeah, yeah. Nineties. There was competing pig movies actually with Babe and Gordy. Babe <laughs> and James Cromwell, the perfect cop buddy duo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there should have been a TV show where they like solve mysteries together. <laughs> no, there what shouldn't. is it, pig? The real thing <laughs> is pigs. <laughs> Go sniff out some justice, babe. <laughs> Maybe the mice could do like a song about or those criminals. <laughs> justice being served, you know. But you, you go down through all of the various movies for Studio Ghibli. And Miyazaki himself has been quoted as an inspirational figure for all of these various animators. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that they got into animation in the first place was mm-hmm. they were able to see what was possible with animation through his movies. Whoever has worked on these movies should really be proud of themselves for what they've been able to accomplish. That's fantastic legacy. Whether you like the movies or not, there is something in the catalog for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. I mean, if you love ultra-depressing post-war films, you've got Grave of the Fireflies. 
I, the I, wind rises I have too. not it's cried so one. hard in a Pixar movie. <laughs> Take that, Pixar. <laughs> you, you don't have anything. Do you even Pixar? Pixar, no. you you didn't have the guts to actually kill the toys. Is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, as they were being lowered down uh-huh. into, and, and they had resigned themselves to their fate and just linked arms. It's like, you really thought they were crap. going. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, I remember being in the theater next to beaches. I was like, they're, they're going to do it. They're I, was, I was sitting there kind of hoping that it would end that oh, way. Yeah. I was yeah, like, this would be so and me were like holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> you always be my friend. Guys, I, I don't know if you, I've ever gone into my rant on how much I hate cars. Oh, I've heard it. I've, <laughs> I've heard it and I've enjoyed it multiple times. <laughs> yes. I believe after we saw that movie on the car ride home, the people with me were like telling me to shut up by the time I was talking about whether or not the cars had souls and if there was a God car which existed in there. <laughs> Ponyo is another one that I know I saw in the theaters. And I think Beaches and I saw it together. We were some of the only people in the theater. Lumberdor and I and several six-year-old like, girls. Yes. Uh-huh. There was <laughs> a group of family at the front front of the way the to keep row. it extra creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you start to realize how old you are when the, the little yeah. uh, um, what what's her name that played the voice? Um, Noah Cyrus. Noah Cyrus. The little Noah Cyrus yeah. comes on at the end and uh, the all the Little girls the kids are dancing, dancing the in the hallways. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. We and didn't join like, in for the dancing. Though. Let's, let's like, scoot out of here. Quiet. I could have, though. The music's good. Where they start singing Ponyo over and over again. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed Tiny Ponyo. little fish with a round belly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. <laughs>